those he got fucked he fucked a fucking horse and uh let his uh and gave birth to an eight-legged horse called uh, Sephanir and let his blood brother Odin ride it into battle every chance he got it's like you're telling me that this dude doesn't swing both ways come on he fucked a horse or they fucked a horse either way and welcome back to broke till friday <laughs> i don't know the number they said we, we should probably just stop saying, <laughs> saying the number of the episode because i feel like in other podcasts they never actually say that in numbers they yeah i actually say, never hear that yeah i'm like yeah we have the consistent after like a little bit but that eh, doesn't matter okay yeah. right, broke yeah. to friday. that was a good That's intro fine. too broke because to it's a good intro you, you'll, you'll you'll see it it'll be a good intro yeah um but yeah loki was crazy okay what happened in the last oh well we saw we did see lady loki in the last episode like lady we were, loki yeah like With we were bitch. predicting well people were like it's got to be lady loki it's got to be like one or the I other know. i knew the enemy was going to be a loki i didn't i didn't make any guesses as to whether it was going to be lady loki or you know demon loki or whatever the fuck other lokis are there mm. Yeah, because, I mean, it was showing a bunch of different Lokis. Remember all his, like, his, his variants and stuff like that? The ones that, like, mm-hmm. one of them won, like, a soccer match. Some of them, the World, the World Cup or something like that. And then yeah. the other variants. So Loki isn't supposed to win the World Cup, apparently, because that, that turned out to be a variant. Honestly? My uh, goodness. Oh, uh, man. <sighs> Let's see. No, oh, we were gonna talk about something else. Fudge, I forgot. About uh, 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 no. Oh, I still, I, I still ship Loki and Lady Loki. Is that technically masturbation? I think so. I think it's technically masturbation. You're masturbating with yourself. Can we talk about Alexis being a whiny cunt to Jaden? <laughs> he saw uh, that, <laughs> that was so in your mind. Stupid, I saw the video yeah. you sent, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it. Like I saw you sent it, I didn't see it, oh, so I have so... no idea what you're talking about. All right, let me. Oh wait, wait, wait! wait. You were supposed to react to the trailer on. Oh yeah, the trailer for what was it? Well, fucking trailer. And dude, so much happened to me like this last week. It's like it's been insane. I don't even know where to start. Like, what's my calls it? I was watching this video on. Um... Uh, I was I was watching this video, and they were basically saying like that people naturally don't want to work. And I'm just not. here, like nobody. I don't. I don't labor. think I believe that. I don't think I don't. I don't believe that. I don't think so. And and kind of science kind of goes true. It's statistically speaking, the thing that makes people the happiest over time is fulfilling work. People naturally want to work, but the thing is that the work that people want to do doesn't always correlate with the work that needs to be done. But also, like so- someone made a good post. They said, "Okay, would you flip burgers for three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year?" Yeah. Then it's not the job you have a problem with; it's the wages we have a problem with, yeah, which makes yeah. a lot of sense too. Because honestly, if if people were getting paid livable wages or pretty good wages, they wouldn't yeah. mind doing the work, uh, you know. And you would hope they'd be treated a little bit better. Um, but it's yeah. it's the stigma; it's the country's stigma of like, well, that's a minimum wage job, so why it's do I have to treat them like work. people? Yeah, it's like unskilled. The myth of unskilled work. I, I want to see you log into the interface and ring someone out in less than like a minute 30 seconds yeah like like exactly like they're they're taking orders like okay good i want to see you look at the interface and not go how do i order a big man you know like why do you think so how do i get on facebook literally like so many boomers have problems going but the touchscreen things at mcdonald's are so hard it's like oh all of a sudden flipping burgers was so easy huh you piece of shit no you're just being stupid like seriously like 
if 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 you can't figure out a touchscreen, how can you reasonably expect someone to be like, well, it's unskilled work. They're not actually even doing anything. It's like yeah, yeah, it's fucking stupid. No, but like this wasn't this dude's argument. Like Alex, I, this is podcast I watch. I, I don't want to say the name for you know whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, he he was basically uh, saying it, it was really hard because he was watching him like run through conflicting ideas because mm-hmm. like even he himself stated that like uh, especially through 2020 his ideas have gotten more extreme on both ends so his lefty ideas have gotten more extreme to the left and his right ideas have gotten more extreme to the right and like he's like there's no center and i'm just like you're like having two ideologies conflict with each other and you're not noticing the conflict like in between them because he's like yeah we should tax billionaires and shit but no we should completely leave the free market as capitalism how it is because socialism is how you end up with cuba and i'm like mm-hmm. bruh are you you're not like like even his it's co-host called him out on it indirectly because like his co-host was like uh like uh here in america and especially like in texas and like y'all uh Y'all like every step to get to the monopoly, but then you, when you're at the monopoly, you're like, "Oh wait, how did this happen? You know, how how did we get here? You mm-hmm. can't have that. You can't win it." It's like, ah, dude. Uh, I think he said something like, uh, "Oh, what did what did he say? I don't know." It, but I was thinking about it for like days after. I'm like, "That sounds. You have no idea how stupid that sounded. Like, you probably didn't intend to phrase it that way, but the way you phrased it made it like." Made you just sound so stupid. And the rest, like, really smart dude. Calls out scams all the time. But it was just this this one instance where he's where I'm like, dude, come on. Come on. You gave yourself the answer and you're still going against it because it doesn't feel right rather than what the stats say. Because, mm-hmm. like, statistics show fulfilling work makes people the happiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, if When you give poor people money, the economy booms. You know, just giving people money, like, poor people makes them spend it because they have to buy how they have to you know pay rent they have to buy food they have to you know buy utilities they have kids they have to take care of supplies food all this other stuff that they don't necessarily just save for mm-hmm. a- and he's like no people don't want to work now people that get money just live off of it it's like yeah you're gonna get a couple of bad you know bad actors mm-hmm. but the stats show like the the studies show that giving poor people money just increases productivity all across the board yeah, like there, there was even someone, someone made a comment where they were like, give a poor person $600 and it's gone within the week. Give a rich person $600 and they turn it into like 1200 or or like whatever amount, like a, a bigger amount by the end of by the end of the week. And it's like, well, yeah, poor people are reinvesting that into the economy because they have to because they don't have mm-hmm. any money. And then rich people, they don't need the 600 bucks. So they just invest it. And because they already have all the other connections, all the other money it just stacks up and stacks up. Money makes money. So and even worse, that point, they're probably offloading it. They're not they're not bringing it back here. They're not investing it exactly. here in American companies. They're offloading it to offshore accounts where, mm-hmm. you know, they won't be taxed for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it, come on, dude, you, you, you stepped on your own toe talking about, uh, you know, talking about this. And then just because you don't like how it feels, you decide to go against what the studies show and prove. It's like, come on, come on, man. You're smarter than this. You're smarter than this. Honestly. Get good. Get good. Be smart. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I think we we're, 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 uh, we're 10 minutes in minutes. and we're already talking about <laughs> eating around. the rich. Honestly, dude. Man, this is so mad. Like one of one of my um, coworkers, she was like, "Oh, um, anyone? Every time I meet someone who's like an anti-vaxxer, anti-science person, or 
or are just generally like a con- has conservative views, either they're dumb or they're rich. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that, that makes sense, honestly. Cause like, or uh, both, to be honest. Honestly, yeah. Cause some, you know, they'll be like, oh, I got daddy's money and now I'm successful. And it's like, mm, no. no, you know, like, come on. No, no, no. It's stupid, but. It's like, if your first job was just uh, in I'm your parents' shoot restaurant. In- I was, I was going to shoot myself in the foot right now because yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, if your first job is your parents' company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's <laughs> well, the difference. Well, it wasn't my first job. Huh? I was a sign flipper first, technically. That's true. But I was going to say, also, like, you guys have a small business. It's not like you guys are, Zero like... Zero employees. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, you have a small business. You're working for it all the time, basically. It's, it's, it's not like, you know, oh, my parents own a successful restaurant because mm. uh, their grandpa came over here and blah, blah. Like, you know, it's like... Yeah, generational yeah. wealth at that point and where they're like oh yeah now I after can... me it's gonna be generational wealth <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're, ho- we're hoping we're hoping we're it? hoping we're hoping we're hoping that's man. the hope yeah honestly it's not even like generational wealth just like i just don't want to be struggling like you know yeah that's literally it. Every, every time someone says money doesn't buy happiness it's like well you've clearly never been poor before you know like yeah because uh, honestly like oh, okay. being poor this. gives more people anxiety than anything else anything else to be honest anything anything like that's what that's why norway like it has like one of the happiest ratings because like everyone can make money basically yeah they, they all have like guaranteed minimum wage like for like livable wage basically it's mm-hmm. like at all okay my, my dad was arguing with me saying uh basically uh that that's kind of that it's kind of stupid that norway is like the happiest place on earth because happiness comes from inside and i'm like you know, yeah, you can be happy, but if you have like thirty thousand dollars in debt, you know, you're not going to be able to be as happy as someone that has a mansion in the burbs. It's yeah. like your upper limit to happiness is always capped, and you're always shackled. It's like, and he's like, no, 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 that's not true. Like, like, like in TV shows, uh, when, whenever you see a TV show where something is not a problem, uh, like it, it, it's like let's okay, there, there, I've seen TV shows where. The writers are clearly out of touch and they just write shit just to make problems when there is no problems, right? Like there was this example in the TV show Reba. Uh, oh, no, the, no. The, two, the two kids, they're finally moving out of Reba's house. Reba has her own house in Texas. It's like a gigantic, it's a gigantic house. Honestly, like it's a huge two-story house, multiple rooms, multiple uh, baths. Bath- I mean, yeah, yeah but uh, that, that's what I'm saying, right? But it's still, it's like, it's like 2005, you know, whatever. Like the, they have a good housing market or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And... This guy saved for two years at a new job and he was able to afford a down payment for a house, which is exact because they have no living expenses because they don't pay rent. They don't pay utilities oh. like all that because they live at their mom's like, yeah, ma- I don't want to say mansion, pretty big, pretty big house. And it's funny how they constantly go, man, I don't want to live in this dump anymore. Or it's like, oh, my God, like the dishwasher's broken or something. And it's like, but, but those aren't even the problems I'm talking about. But this yeah, one yeah, was yeah. it's something that shouldn't even be a problem because they're, they're deciding on move. They're, they're like, OK, we're going to move out. And the mom, Reba, she's going to buy them furniture, right? She's like, just go out and you can guys just choose any furniture to help. That's this like my moving out present to you. I'm going to buy you all your furniture, right? So, 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 wait, wait, We're, we haven't even gotten to the problem yet. So that's the plot of the story, right? She's going to buy them furniture. And so the two people, they go, the, the, the couple goes into a furniture store. The first, the first sofa they see, the girl's like, oh my God, I like this one. And the guy goes and he's like, no, it's it's not it's not very comfortable. It's not very comfortable. Like he's doing a like a bunch of wacky stuff. People are laughing. Ha ha. Yeah. You know, he's like trying to trying to sit on it and he keeps sliding down and he at the end, you know, obviously his his analysis, let's say, at the end he's like uh, it's an uncomfortable couch. I, I don't like it. And immediately 
the cunt, she goes, Oh my god, we can't do anything. I can't believe you don't want to choose this couch. And then she storms off. And I'm like, first of all, how the fuck is that a problem? If you want some sort of furniture in your house, the minimum it should be is comfortable. That's the first couch you saw. Bitch, you have... This is the first furniture store they've gone to they have all the furniture stores the mom she wasn't like you have to choose from this furniture store like no no, no, i'm I'm saying like she she wasn't like you have to go to this place and it has to be under this no she's just said yeah i'm buying you guys your furniture for your new house and they're just making up problems because they there's no problems there the guy is privileged enough to have been able to make enough money for in two years to buy their own house the mom is giving them a bunch of furniture and they can't even fucking decide like this bitch she was being such a cunt to him because he was like well it's not comfortable like he was being reasonable as silly as he was being you know because she's like oh you're not taking this seriously he's like no i am and he's like no i am you know like it's just not comfortable blah blah but she doesn't even listen she doesn't even bother to listen to him she's so selfish and such a cunt and she goes and she leaves and she's like oh this is such a problem blah blah and it's like in my head i'm like we've looked at one couch we've looked at one store bitch i'm 100% 100% sure we can find one that is both comfortable, that is in the style that you like, and that we'll both agree on. The minimum you can do is agree with your spouse if you're going to be buying couches or buying anything for the house. Are you going to really buy something that one person goes, I like this, and the other person <sighs> goes, no, I don't like it. Because obviously you're going to want to meet in the middle, right? Yeah, even yeah, if, yeah. Even if you meet a little bit more on their side, as long as, like I said, for a couch-wise, as long as it's comfortable. But if you're uncomfortable, why are you going to want to buy a piece of furniture you're never going to want to sit on in the first place? And why are you freaking out when it's the first thing you've seen? She's trying to be like, oh, but it was such a nice one. It's like, bitch, this is the first couch you There's saw. There's other it's nice the- ones. There's not the end of the world. This is this is, oh, this is, this is such a non-issue. Exactly. This is exactly. such a non-issue. They're just issue making up problems because they don't have any problems. They have, they're yeah. going to have a house. Their furniture is going to be paid for. They don't have to worry about anything. So she just starts making up problems like, oh my God, I'm going to get into an argument with him. Like no reasonable person in their right mind would ever be as selfish or as stupid as that going like, no, no, this is, this is the one, this has to be this one, but it's uncomfortable, honey. I wouldn't like sitting on it. No, too bad. Ah, meltdown. Like, holy like, shit. Like that's such an unrealistic issue. Like, and then on top of that, she left him at the mall. She drove off in the car, left him at the mall. And then it took him six hours to get back home because he had to take buses back home. Imagine being that much of a Who cunt. drives off? Exactly. That's his wife. His wife. His loving wife. Right? I was like, oh. How like, would you get together with someone that... I mean, that's, that legitimately sounds like an abusive relationship. Literally. That legitimately sounds like it. And the craziest part is, this is at the end of the series also. This is like the, the fifth season. It's the last season. They're supposed to have grown. The whole point, the reason they got together in the first place was because he got her pregnant by accident when she was 17. So that was a whole, that was like the whole issue in the beginning. They got married. They got over it. They're being responsible adults. He's getting a job. He's being What's serious. What's the, the show? Reba. Reba. And... It's like, like, it's supposed, you're supposed to be, they're supposed to be growing, right? They're supposed to be growing. But instead, she just melts down, leaves him there, and it's like a whole thing. And then it turns out she's just like, oh, I don't want to leave my mommy. We can't do anything. You saw, we got in a fight. And it's like, no, 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 we didn't get in a fight. You flipped out and were a huge cunt because he didn't agree on the first thing you saw. Like, it's such, like you said, it's a non-issue. How's that? It's such a non-issue. I've never seen this because I like okay like there's a much better version of that, uh, like uh, like you, you said the show the premise is basically like uh, that you, you get someone pregnant and uh... well that, that's one part of it so like it, it starts out 
um, Reba, she's getting a divorce. And then the mistress, like, she, she's already been in the process of getting divorced. And then the mistress, um, the mistress uh, along the way becomes her friend. And they're, like, talking. And in the beginning, she really, really hates the mistress. Because, of course, the mistress, like, basically split the family apart. Yeah. And then the only reason that her husband married the mistress was because he also knocked her up. That was oh. the thing. So, yeah, exactly. Like, they, they were already separated because, um, you know, they were having trouble. But then he knocked up his mistress and then boom. And it's that's basically the the whole thing. So you the see the baby burners, exactly. Yeah. So hey, they're hey, they're uh, how do you call it? They're decomposable or they're biodegradable babies. Biodegradable. Just burying them in the backyard. <laughs> just bury, Honestly, you just get the bury. tax credit. Yeah. Pop out a tax credit every year. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that, there's actually this really sad story of <laughs> this lady that she had like she had like ALS or something, right? So some mm-hmm. autoimmune autoimmune deficiency, and um every time it would get really bad like she would have a baby so she had like six or seven kids because whenever you get pregnant your immune system really goes down right so mm-hmm. obviously like all of her symptoms or everything kind of basically went away and then as she had the kid she would have the kid and then be okay for like a year or two and then it would start flaring up again so she would just have another baby and so she really didn't give a shit about the kids she was just using them as like treatment thing alive yeah it's like oh that's it's, yeah it's, oh, it's really, that's fucked that's fucked. really messed up I hope they at least found like homes or some shit. Like, oh, yeah. dude, that's that's some fucked up shit. That's kind of like not kind of like that's very different, but in a similar <laughs> vein of it being fucked up. <clears throat> there was a lot of these people back in like the eighteen seventy somethings or the early nineteen hundreds, like like London, uh, where they would like get payments for having kids, right? Like they would get assistance or whatever, mm-hmm. or and so what some women, or men too, I guess, eh, what some people would do uh, is that they would become mostly women, though, because it was a caretaker role. They, they would, like, adopt the children mm-hmm. and then either murder them so that they wouldn't have to pay the expenses or oh sell God. them off somewhere uh, to make extra money. And they'd just pocket the money that they get from the government and then just... Because uh, there was, like, no regulation. There was nothing like that. And it... Mm-hmm. I think there was like some weird legal loophole around where like uh, as long as you don't get caught with the murder, like there was some weird legal loophole that allowed mm-hmm. them to like get get away scot free basically. And there's there's some that racked up like kills of like a hundred and something, two hundred babies or some shit. Fuck. Oh, just like murdering them so they wouldn't have to take care of them, dude. And they could just pocket the cash. Speaking about dead oh no, babies. okay, no, it wasn't the government. I'm remembering a little bit more clearly. It was uh. They, they got paid to take in the kid from the parents because the parents couldn't take it. Like, they would have a kid out of wedlock or something mm. like that. And because that was such stigmatized, they would just give the baby away to, like, these these foster homes or foster homes, basically. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the people there would just kill the baby and just take the money for adopting him. Damn. It's, That's uh... It, in what year was this? And like, the 18-somethings, 19-somethings, like, uh, early 19-somethings. Yeah, I was gonna say, it makes a little more sense as messed up as it yeah. is, but... Yeah, like they they would sell um they would sell their kids for meat in uh during one of the famines. I think it was like a Russian famine. Let me see. Nineteen twenty one. Yeah. So, uh, we went from eat the rich to eat the babies. <laughs> honestly, uh, let's see. Oh, a woman the eat doctor. Eat pipeline. Yeah, a, a woman doctor wrote to a friend in June of nineteen thirty three. She had not yet become a cannibal, and. But was not sure that I shall not be one by the time my letter reaches you. The good people died first. 
Those who refused to steal or prostitute themselves died. Those who gave food to others died. Those who refused to eat corpses died. Those who refused to kill their fellow men died. Parents who resisted cannibalism died before their children did. The Soviet regime printed posters declaring, To eat your own children is a barbarian act. More than 2,500 people were convicted of cannibalism during the Holodomor. Um, so, yeah, it was basically, it was a famine um, because of so- Soviet industrialization. Like, that that's like actual communism, where the state yeah. owns everything and yeah. people can't do much. They're, they they have no say, basically, right? The state owns yeah, everything. No. Like, full-blown communism is basically no different from full-blown capitalism. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. the, they're essentially the same thing, just different people at the top. Either way, yeah, either way, either way. There's yeah. two forces. Every, everyone holds either A or B. They hold it all yeah. at the top. Yeah. So. Uh, like, there's no difference between full-blown communism and full-blown capitalism. There's literally no distinction. It, it's just all flowery language disguising the actual uh, underlying uh, oppression happening. Yeah, let me see. Where was it that was... Um, there it is, Boris Yeltsin. In 1989, Boris Yeltsin went grocery shopping in Clear Lake, and he thought it was fake. So he he basically saw an American supermarket, and he thought it was like uh-huh. propaganda. Because uh-huh. like you you don't even, honestly you don't even think about it nowadays. But when you yeah. go into there, everything is stocked for the most part. Like food is lined on the shelves, mm-hmm. and um. Let me see. So, Boris Yeltsin, 1989. He was in... Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so he was saying, like, in Russia, we don't have this kind of choice. Not even Mr. Gorbachev had this choice. So, Gorbachev was the leader of the Russian world back then also. So, it's like, yeah. imagine you don't have that kind of choice. A person just working, a working class person has more choice in America than they do for the richest yeah. person in Russia. Like, yeah. And stores were nearly on every street corner in America. Yeah. That fact itself amazed him. They even offered him free cheese samples. Because, you know, back then, of course, they just show you free stuff. Free cheese. Yeah. And then, um, so a 1989 Moscow grocery store basically looks like a giant warehouse Oh my god, the food's like open and wait, wait, wait let me let me share my screen so we can see this. Yeah, I'm like, share your screen because I, I, I mean, see, I'm just I'm over here just like wondering like I'm like, oh, whoa, yes. it's crazy. <laughs> we have technology, <laughs> let's use it. Like every time yeah. we get into a debate, and we're like, what year was that? I don't know, nineteen something, nineteen something. Oh, yeah, whatever. And we're like, wait, we have whatever. phones. Look it up. Come Dude, on, we are we are literally have access to information at the tip of our fingertips, and we just choose not to use it because exactly. it's too much of a chore. Exactly, honestly, it's too much of a pain in the ass. So why? You can hear the sound too, right? Yeah, I can hear. But yeah, look at that. It's nothing. Literally like dried food, a bunch of just brown garbage, basically. And it's, I mean, look how everything's empty. There's not really choice in meat and stuff like that. Look, it's open and rotting, and and there's no control. There's no like, there's no FDA or anything like that because it's all by the state. The state can do what it wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poor, poor old babushka. She's just like I. Oh my god, it's so babushka. sad. The old lady. She's like, I just want to eat, and they can't. They can't. There's nothing. They can't eat. And you know what's crazy? This is 1989. That that lady could have been alive during the famine, also. Yeah, uh, most likely yeah. she was. Most likely she was because 1933. That's about a 50 year difference. And look, they're all like, yeah. there's nothing. She would have been like maybe what, 13 at the more at or the less, youngest. Yeah. yeah. 
Look. And it's like... It's rotting. Let me see if I can... So everyone's, um... Yeah, they're all getting, like, rations and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's like... You have to give, like, your little coin for, like, cheese or whatever. Like, look at that. Yeah. It's like a factory, basically. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Like, that. this, this is what I mean. Like, there's no difference between, uh... There's no difference between like full-blown communism and full-blown capitalism. It's, it's all imagine, ends up like this. Unregulated capitalism would 100% do this too, where they oh, would be dude, like, yeah. "Oh, you guys want meat that's fresh? You're gonna have to pay more for it. Why? We're not regulated by the FDA. Exactly. We're not regulated by the FDA. You'll get whatever we sell you. It doesn't yeah. matter." Ah, uh, dude. Look at their face. Just... Everyone's so sad. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, everyone's fucking sad. You, you also have to remember the one of the reasons why we're currently still going going good here in America is because during this era when this was happening in Russia, America was heavily socialist. Like, uh, people making over like in the million dollars range were paying tax like a ninety two percent rate. Like ninety two percent of the bucks that they made after like a couple million were taxed basically completely. And then Reagan and so, and fucked uh, up everything. Yeah, Reagan fucked up everything. But it's like, the reason why we're able to enjoy still the same com- level of commodity is because it was heavily socialist. That's, that's the reason why. Like, it looks like a food bank. That's basically what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like that's one a, little thing a regular supermarket. Drink and like... They're like arguing about stuff, and it's just like, yeah. And remember, this is 1989. This is what, 30 years ago? 30? Yeah. Yeah, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was not that long ago. Yeah, this is not that long ago. In your head, you're like, oh, this is um, you know. This is it's got to be like 18 something. No, no, no. Like, uh... It's like, oh, it's, it's the 1970s or it's the 1960s. Yeah, when yeah. It's like, ooh, we're in the Cold War. No, this is 1989. This oh, is like. Look at the comics. Share the comments. See, I want to see. I want to see the, the cesspool underneath. Uh, well, it's not that bad, actually. There was like, oh. they're just talking about how. Let's see. Um, They're just saying like, well, that was eye opening for the 1980s. The video quality is insane. Blah, blah, blah. Just. The beginning of Half-Life 2. Uh, and <laughs> this is central Moscow, which means it's among the best USSR had to offer. Because just oh. going outside the city, or worse yet, to the republics, this store would seem like the Garden of Eden in comparison. That uh, is I was awful. there in Moscow in that time. This is an actual, true, true actual video. I was among the people looking at empty shelves. I was like five or something. See? See? He was yeah, like they were five there. years old. God. Yeah. No cheese in the city at all. In the Ooh. whole country. Yeah, like, and, and the, this is part of what makes it bad because people see this and they're like, see, any communism or socialism is bad. And they and they fundamentally misunderstand the issue here. And the issue at hand is that no one entity can have uh, complete control over uh, o- over a sector like this. This is just th- this type of communism is just a monopoly in disguise. Mm hmm. And this is just what happens when you allow one person to to do that. And they, but then they see this, and they're like, "Oh, all capitalism must be good because communism is like this." Mm-hmm. And then you end up with Amazon having factory workers having to pee in bottles and ship us uh, shit-stained uh, products. And then look, <laughs> holy shit! Look at this from 1971, 18 mm-hmm. years before the video. 18 years before that video. 
look, already from the front, you can tell it's fully stocked. There's no long lines. Almost. Look at that. You got candy in the front. Candy. Just yeah. There for a nickel or whatever. 1971. Look. It's a good old American balance. Yeah. Uh, not a black person in sight. Those were the days. <laughs> it's like that's the downside. But, I mean, see, look at that. Yeah. Look at Just that. Racism. Fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh racism. Oh, that's a yeah. good title. No, but you know you know what? You know what? Yeah, but you know what? That's a good point. Let's go from here. Let's go see to the places where... Because segregation was still a thing in this time. Let's go to uh, like a black supermarket. In 1971? I don't know. Segregation was... Wasn't it? Let me fact check you while we're, while we're enjoying this. Five pounds of oranges for 79 cents. That seems a little high, but I don't know. Nineteen sixty-four. So it ended uh, four years before this. Seven years. Or a, 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 seven, seven years. My bad. Seven years. I got the before. I got the the one hand correct. Yeah, seven years before. Seven years before. Wait, but that basically means that that segregation was still like heavily socially enforced. Seven years isn't enough time for that sort of thing to change. Oh yeah, it's. It, I was gonna say it's not just gonna go away because may, may, maybe in ten years it would start to be less of a thing. But I mean, as you can tell. There's not a black person inside. There's not a person of color inside. This is pretty much like a... It's a white supermarket because, you know, the prices are probably higher than most, like, bodegas and stuff like that. Oh, in 1970 to 1979, there was still segregation. Like, in transportation, uh, or some urban areas. Uh, Oh, this is just off the wiki. Just, you know, quick Google. But, I mean, Uh, you see this, right? It's like... Yeah, and I see this. But, like, what what I'm curious to see is... uh, at the same time, in minority communities, what did their supermarkets look like? And I, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be this well stocked. Th- that was my point, basically. I wonder if we can find, like, an El Super or something. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, for, like, Hispanics and specifically for black people because, you know, as bad as we Hispanics have got it. Oh, kinda got- El Super actually opened in 1997, so it's been a while. Actually. Uh, I yeah. Mean, I'm trying to think. No, it, w- it would be fine. 1997, uh, that's... Uh, yeah. I was born in that year. Yeah, literally. Um, let me see. So uh, we're as old as El Super. Honestly? Well, in, in Southgate, at least. Cause in Southgate. Bodega oh. Latina Corporation. Yeah, they, they change their name um, yeah. every so often. In I think in Mexico. Chip yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, in minority and underserviced communities, like, the, the things aren't going to be that stocked. They're not going to be... Uh, you know russian levels of like deprived but mm. you know they're not going to be anywhere near as nice they're not going to have be anywhere near as well stocked prices are going to be different you know they're going to be a little bit more expensive it's just uh it's going to be a completely different world oh, it's going to uh, be like three different worlds the original um el super brand started in 1927 it was called chedrawi in um chedrawi chedrawi c h e d r a u i Chidrawi. Oh, I didn't hear the R. I didn't hear the Chidrawi. R. Chedrawi. Chedrawi. Yeah, and it's in um in Mexico. Yeah, it's Mexico's mm. third largest retailer after Walmart and Soriana. Soriana Groceries is like the other like big one um, <laughs> over there. But uh, how, let's. I you're right. I want to see a supermarket in Mexico. Yeah. Mexican super. Well, no, not in Mexico. But let's see. not in Mexico. A, a, a Hispanic supermarket oh, oh. here in the states in 1970s. Bode- U.S. Bodega. Bodega from the 1980s. Let's see if... 1980s. Let's see. Bodegas. Living the dream. No, that's not. 
Because it's, it's really hard because that's the thing. No one's going to film one, you know? Yeah, no one's going to film because it's not going to portray America in a good light. It's just not. Um, how, like there's a there's an article published recently how the rise of supermarkets left out black America. Oh, there's a image. Oh, this is from a this suburban boomed. Uh, had limited access to supermarkets. Uh, 17.7 of predominantly black neighborhoods had limited access to uh, supermarkets. <laughs> Uh, so I, at least we know they didn't have access to those good ones, you know? Oh my God. An article published 10 months ago by NBC, why grocery stores are avoiding black neighborhoods. This is 10 months ago. Still going on. Honestly, it's, let me see. I can't, like, I'm telling you, I, I can't, every, all of white culture has been preserved perfectly, but. Yeah. And minority find... cultures haven't. It's, it's just, you know, it's just the thing. It's like you lean too much one way, it's really bad. It gets really shitty. You lean too much the other way, it gets really bad and really shitty again. It's just there's you, there there's there has to be a middle ground where you get the best of both worlds. Let me like, I'm trying to search for the images to see if there's anything. Uh, oh. And no, it's all just white supermarkets, and it's minorities working in the back. <laughs> I, I found a grocery store that has like Asian people in it and stuff like that from grocery store in the 1980s, but. Let me see if it's actually like, like oh, an San Francisco. One. It's from San- that makes sense because San Francisco has yeah. a big Asian population. But the only reason they have a big Asian population is because of World War Two, because they moved a lot of them to, I believe, uh, something like that. Um, yeah, but, I, I'm only ever seeing like white supermarkets. Not uh, I know I, I put supermarket 1980s, but I still think anything from like 1990s? It's still, like here. And here's the thing: uh, like I'm not saying that. Uh, a minority supermarket in the 1970s is going to be as bad as the the communism one because that's going to be demonstrably false. the The thing is that it is going to be of lesser quality. The food is going to be lesser quality. It's going to be probably more expensive to shop there, uh, depending on the items. Like healthcare foods are going to be slightly more expensive. Uh, you know, it's all this other stuff that's going to go into it because yeah, it's still bad. Like, oh my, this goodness. is this is why I hate the. The lesser of two evils thing, because uh, it's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, we we treat our minorities like shit, but you know, at least they're not as bad as they would be in Russia. But yeah. it's like you're well, still you... treating them like shit. Yeah, it's like, like while that shouldn't be happening, this shouldn't be happening either. It just it doesn't yeah. justify it. Like when people are yeah. like, oh, there are people starving in Africa. You should be uh, glad of your situation. It's like I understand it's bad, but you shouldn't try to diminish my situation just because you don't think it's uh, as bad. You know, like exactly. Let me see. Exactly. Life in the 80s. The existence of something worse does not uh, invalidate the struggles of other people. Just because it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Because it could always be worse. It's like, oh shit, I stubbed my toe. Oh, you shouldn't be crying out in pain. You could have gotten your toe chopped off. It's like, yeah, it's like, I have a, I have a cousin who's lost a leg. You're lucky. And it's yeah. Like, relax, man. Stop trying that to doesn't invalidate. really take away the pain. Yeah, it's like, don't don't invalidate my problems. But I, I found uh, Mexico in the 1980s. 85 and they're showing it's a little bit blurry but um let me see i mean it's a i was gonna say it's also a 30 minute video so yeah. i, I want to skip to the part where it shows the supermarkets because it's trying like like or let me just let me just show it <laughs> yeah give me so, Spanish, so. But, um but yeah it's like not to mention that there are times in america where even white supermarkets looked like the 
like uh like the one from russia like the great pre- depression what? and stuff like that yeah yeah like is it like we're immune <gasps> from that sort of thing let me find like, experience it too. let me find the great depression supermarkets oh yeah yeah there you go or fucking uh what who was the guy the the poison squad guy i'll look for the poison squad guy Great Depression grocery stores. Uh, you know what's funny? I don't think they're going to have any, like, high-quality... Oh, yeah, because it's in. it was, like, it's fucking 1876. Survival like... lesson, yeah. Were there even cameras in 1876? 1876. Let me see. Great Depression grocery... Oh, okay, store. here we go. The Poison Squad. It's, uh... It, it's, uh... It's this people... Because before this, we didn't have, uh... FDA or anything to regulate, uh... What goes into the food. And so people weren't buying and store shelves looked shitty because, well, everything had poison. So, you know, there was no control. <clears throat> and it's uh, this guy. And this dude was like a hardcore capitalist, like Republican. And he even he understood, like, the benefits of adding socialistic uh, safety nets to a capitalistic system. It's mm-hmm. like. It's insane how, like, hardcore, like, capitalistic Republicans in the past would now be considered socialist. It's it's just insane to me that, that the political spectrum can move that that weirdly. Yeah. But, I mean, because, dude, even think about it just, like, eight years ago. The the worst problem we had, let's say, 2013, right? They'd be like, oh, my God, Obama's doing this. The war and Obama's in Iraq. And, I mean, Bombings ba- in barely even that. Yeah, right? And now it's like... Half, no, no, the entire Republican Party is complicit in the coup that was done on the 6th. Like, how yeah. does, how do it's, we go from... magnitudes of size, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's funny because... Before Bush, we were bombing other countries, now we might have to bomb ourselves. It's 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 a weird world. It, it's like Bush was the worst war criminal that we had so far, and so then far. the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. And it's the like, next one. That's, every president's a war criminal. Every president's a war oh, criminal. of course. By every the, president by the definition of course hot take hot take <laughs> every president that we've had in the united states is a war criminal from the founding fathers all the way down to joe biden i don't know about the founding fathers because i mean technically i mean to, technically to britain they'd be war criminals then. right but oh, yeah, i'd true. say uh, you know outside of of course remember we gotta remember yeah they own slaves blah blah it's it's their times whatever right it's like they were they were pretty i want to say I don't, I don't know if progressive is the right word just because of how progressive people can be nowadays, but it's like they were progressive for their time. So remember, they weren't when, even really progressive for their time. Well, because, I mean, of course, um, what was it? it was like Washington owned slaves. It, it, they're only, they're only progressive for their time if you don't account the rest of the world. If you only count like the Western, uh, like British, mm-hmm. Spain, America, like pre-United States, like the colonies. Yeah, you could say they're progressive, but you're ignoring the rest of the world in that kind of thing. You're ignoring Japan, China, uh, you're ignoring the Middle East, where there are a lot of countries, especially in the Middle East, where they were all ethnically like uh, intermixed and people had rights and women could vote. You know, you're you're ignoring the progressions of other countries. So they're only they're only progressive because they're in a white centric world. Mm. You take them outside of that white centric uh, concept of history. They're not really progressive anymore. They're moderate at best. Mm. It's uh, it, it's really weird because, especially here in America, we're only taught, oh, yes, you know, they invented democracy, you know, and all this other crap. But 
they're, they're, they were really just moderates at best for their time. Mm-hmm. Like even accounting for like the, the, the change in time, it's like, it's still like this really warped view that we, it's this whitewashing of history where it's like the founding fathers, yes, they created the constitution. And I'm not, it's, that's not to devalue what they did. They did create an institution that's lasted 200 years mm-hmm. on a, you know, on a compromise institution. Cause you know, that's what it was. It was a compromise between a bunch of different people and shit. But I mean, calling them progressive, I feel is a little disingenuous to the rest of the world that existed at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they, they did achieve great things, but you know, so did Voldemort. You know, Voldemort did achieve great things. I don't know about that, but I mean, you got to mean though. It's like they they wanted a better lives for themselves, and they fought for blah blah. But for people who own land, for they, men who own land, I, I was gonna say straight white <laughs> men that own land. You know, yeah, exactly. Got together, like we're tired of this, but um, you know, like and not even that. The initial thing it was uh to try to avoid taxes. That was the original reason. And well, most of taxation them, uh, without had, representation. That was the, it's thing. the thing. Not all of them didn't have representation. A lot of them did in parliament. Mm-hmm. But they still didn't want to pay the tax. They wanted like a lot of like a lot of the early founding fathers. Yeah, like uh, you know the person who signed first and Thomas Jefferson. All of them. They 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 they, they were all about the taxation without representation stuff. But a lot of people that joined the bandwagon later who put you know t- were literally just like we don't want to pay tax. Mm. You know. We don't want to, you know, hmm. like George Washington, all them. Yeah, they were they that that was all their shtick, the taxation without representation. But mm-hmm. like the famous people, basically, that we know. But there's a lot of companies that supported them later on who just supported them to try to get out of paying taxes. And that's why later on, when uh, Hamilton uh, starts, uh, you know, like, oh, we have to run a country. We have to get money and stuff like that. Uh, he was faced with a lot of opposition, especially with, in particular with like the whiskey tax. Hmm. Because he was trying to tax like alcohol and, and this other stuff, especially in like Virginia, where Thomas uh, Edison, uh, Thomas uh, Jefferson was from, uh, and they were all getting mad because they were like companies were getting mad because they were like, "Hey, hey, 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 we we paid you to create a new country where we wouldn't have to pay any taxes at all." You know, this is what capitalism is about. Yeah, and and, and there was that whole issue there with like the whisk, that that tax and other taxes that we're trying to import, and it's like, well, yeah, it's great, and we got to give them representation, but you know, they still got to pay a tax. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't just you know make all this money without paying back into the community yeah uh, well i don't even remember what my point was so, so no. i don't either dude i don't even remember what i was talking about dude like i'm so hungry and that's why supermarkets uh and that's why <laughs> something about supermarkets and minorities i don't know um, yeah i don't know those those gosh darn minorities always gumming up the works of the white man <laughs> honestly uh, dude, someone's gonna take that out of context. I already know someone's gonna take that out of context. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, they know it's a joke, but um, it's like yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's just <sighs> I, I'm I, like I was also still trying to find stuff from like supermarkets and things like that, but of yeah. course, like you said, no, no one's gonna, now they don't even have it for like Mexico, like a Mexican supermarket. It's just like home no. videos and stuff like that. Um, because yeah, like you said, it's a very it's a very U.S. centric world. And very yeah. white people history kind of world. So yeah, you go from like you go from like uh like Greek or Greece to uh what is it to like the England or the Europe kind of area, and then to like the Americas, and then that's it. It's like you completely gloss over the fact that many like the Spartans got defeated many times, and like how the ideals of democracy that happened in Greece were like improved upon in the Middle East mm-hmm. and how like 
uh, you know, the way Galileo was able to, you know, do all this stuff was because Arabics had already charted out, like, you know, the maps of, like, the sky and all this other crap. It, it, like, really standing on the shoulders of giants. And they just, like, history just negates all of that. It's like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, the, uh, democracy was invented in Greece, and then we improved it here in the United States. And that's all that happened. Yeah. You know, no one else had any input into what, what, what should be done or how it should be done. You know, it's... It, it, <sighs> my my point is tax the rich <laughs> tax the rich yeah tax the rich just just give just give them if you make above like i don't know i don't know i'm not a political theorist i don't i'm not an economist i'm not a big brain you know syphilis style giant brain looking motherfucker but <laughs> uh how do you call it Just, just tax uh, them. Just tax them. Oh, just tax but, them. But after a certain point, after a certain dollar amount, just tax yeah. them. It's like after they've made a million dollars, tax them after everything. Yeah, <laughs> or I, I, think, I think someone suggested if once uh, every dollar made after one billion is automatically taxed at like uh, 100%. 97. No, well, because I mean, because honestly, remember how long it took us to spend a billion dollars? Yeah, yeah. It, you, you, no one you can really spend a billion. A, you cannot. Like, um, and then, you know, or, or you know, it's like the value added on the transactions or tax and stuff like that. Like, like remember how um, yeah. Andrew Yang was saying that? So oh, like, yeah, to tax the transaction. So that, that way. That was a good point. Andrew Yang is fucking so good. far removed from, from someone that, like, understands what's going on in, like, poorer communities. But that was a really good idea he had. Yeah, because, I mean, because think about it. You can, um, if you tax <laughs> the value that Amazon's added onto their net worth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot more because obviously you can say Amazon's net worth is like uh, one trillion or whatever. And it's like, well, we don't but have most any of that cash. Is in liquid cash. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, sorry about that, fellas. We don't have any cash. We've actually been running at a loss. Whoopsie daisy. I guess we can't do anything, U.S. government. Can I get a bailout, please? U.S. government, just give me a little bailout. Just, I, I just a- need. Uh, what was the last Amazon bailout? Let me see. <laughs> List of Amazon bailouts. $700 billion. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. $750 million. Yeah, $750 A subsidy. Or, wait, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, well, it's not for Amazon. It's for Jeff Bezos. Uh, Senate preparing a $10 billion bailout for Jeff Bezos' uh, space firm. Exactly. Why the fuck are we going to give his space from $10 billion when his work is What is his space firm even done? Like, what technologies has it invented? Uh, well, what's his space? Uh, uh, Blue Origin is called his space firm. Blue Origin. A quick Wikipedia search will give us, like, a rough idea of what, you know, they've done at all. Let's Blue see. Origin. What is the point of Blue Origin? <laughs> Bezos indicated that he founded Blue Origin to send customers into space. To decrease the cost and to increase the safety of human spaceflight. Cool. So rich people shit. That's what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, rich from this. people shit. Nothing. Yeah. That, you think you think the average person is gonna be able to afford this? Of course not. No. Of course not. Like, yeah, SpaceX is like testing rockets and things like that, and they can then sell sell those patents to NASA or or you know anything like that. But this one is literally a commercial, a privately funded aerospace manufacturer, and a spaceflight services company. 
I, I, I just don't understand. Like, they've done literally basically nothing. Aims they, to they've make done access... a couple of rockets. Aims to make access to space cheaper and more reliable through reusable launch vehicles. That's not doing anything for, like, people, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but... I, like well, you know, okay, because space travel is necessary. We do need to innovate that field because eventually we need to spread out off planet Earth. But I mean, you got we gotta first try to fix here as well. But even more than that, I, I'm not seeing anything special that this company is doing, uh, like adding to the field of innovation for this sector. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm on their Wikipedia, and I'm not. Maybe I'm just too stupid. That's that's also a possibility. Maybe, maybe they haven't released the patents or something, you know. Yeah, or maybe they're hiding something in secret. They're working on a secret. But based off of like what I'm seeing, a general timeline of what they've gone through and what they've worked on, what they put money into, I'm not really seeing anything different from like what SpaceX is already doing or what NASA is doing. And like NASA's... I, I feel that that ten billion dollar bailout would be better served in like a NASA, like as a government grant to NASA. Or imagine if you switched 10 billion dollars of funding to the public sector and like got schools funding and stuff like that like oh yeah that let me see there's like a like there's a billion other ways but if we want to say like oh no this is still necessary we need to fund space travel let's go off that premise <laughs> nasa would be a much larger investment oh even i'd even go for spacex even though that's fucking shit too dude, like dude the Biden-Harris administration submitted to Congress the president's fiscal year 2022 budget request of $752.9 billion for national defense. Can we, can, we cut, can we cut that in half, please? Yeah, we cut, 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 that that, cut that to a quarter. Like, okay, like, there's, there's some radical people that, that are like, we shouldn't need an army whatsoever. And I'm just like, okay, you're kind of dim, aren't you? Like, we have to have some sort of army. Like, that's, you know... But you know what we don't need? You know, you know what's not needed? R- repeat that number back to me, please. $732 billion in 2020? We don't need $732 billion <clears throat> to go into the military. We really don't. We really don't. There's we don't need that much money. If uh, Half of that, $100 billion, would be more than enough for like a good military to keep it standing. A, a good, technically speaking, hey, 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 you constitutional, uh, like, literalists. Hey, guess what? The United States is technically not constitutionally allowed to have a, a standing army. It's illegal. It's against the Constitution for the United States to have a standing army. The only right. thing they're allowed is a navy. Because, like oh. I said, it's a compromised institution. It's, mm. it's, the Constitution is literally a compromised institution. Because the the states didn't want the the overall nation to have that much power over them, so they they agreed it so long as the nation didn't have an army. But the nation was like, "Well, I still need to be able to defend myself," mm-hmm. and so they were like, "Okay, you can have a navy, you can have a standing navy, and that's it. Oh you can't God. have a standing army." The U.S. Damn, the U.S. in its billion dollars of spending. Is thirty nine percent of global spending on global? So we're literally almost. We're basically let's say let's just round up forty percent. Forty percent of the world's military is the U.S.'s basically or, or spe- spending wise. Yeah, I don't say spending wise. Um, but I'm trying to see list of countries by military because. LAPD. We're more than double our closest competitor, which is China. If we cut our spending in half, we're still going to be, be way doing. above them. It's like, come on. 
Come on. Like, so, the only people... And China doesn't even want to go to war with us. China's entire operation of suppressing Western ideals is, isn't is via uh, uh, military. It's via mm-hmm. capitalism. They literally use the basic ethics of capitalism to suppress the United States. Because we can't go to war with them. Because we owe them too much. We'll never be able to go against them. Companies just love China because of its, like, billion-dollar population. It, like... Do you think Disney's gonna support the United States if it goes to if it goes to war with China? You think Disney's gonna do that? You know how lucrative the Chinese market is for Disney? A lot. <laughs> A lot. They're not gonna do that shit. You think Amazon is gonna do that? No, they're trying to get in on that sector too. Like what? No. The basics of capitalism makes it so that foreign enterprises can manifestly change the laws in another country because of the companies that exist in that country. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's basic economics. You you get taught this in like economics one hundred and one. It's, and then like I I get mad when people can't connect the dots. It's like if A and B are true, and if A and B are true, D must be true. Mm-hmm. Like like you you have this standard right here, and then they're like, oh no, A and B are true, but they they can't lead to to C. They can't lead to D. It's not possible. It's like, what other conclusion is there? Honestly, it, it's it, like I was looking at the uh, the education spending by state, and I was I was actually surprised because um, K through twelve spends six hundred and twelve billion dollars annually mm-hmm. K through twelve schools in the U.S. But the way it's spread out is very different. So in California, on average, twelve uh, it's like twelve thousand five hundred dollars that a public school spends per student, right? And if you compare that to Idaho, seven thousand eight hundred and then if you compare that to where is that delaware or something there's this um i think it's vermont twenty four thousand dollars per student so it's almost double of what california spends and it's almost four times as much what um idaho spends so it's like Mm -hmm. if you find a way like of course like i said you can cut down the military budget oh how much is it to take away all of the student debt how uh, much it's under a billion, I think, or like it's like oh, I think one point two billion, something like that. How much to make college free? Tuition free college would cost. Let's see, let's see. Damn you, New York Times! I'm not buying your, uh, not buying your stuff. Let's see. Um. So he said. Oh, one point five trillion. One point five trillion. Yeah. I'm hmm. I'm reading seven hundred and fifty billion investment over ten years, but over ten years, yeah. Uh, eh, point is, it would cost the government around. Uh, okay, so for just the loans, not to make it free for now to forever, just to get rid of all the currently existing loans, it would cost the government uh, in the ballpark of nine hundred and thirty-eight billion. I mean, honestly, if you cut military spending in half, you could still do a lot. Wait, wait, how you much for free? cutting it in half and then just just pu- pushing that onto like uh. Uh, onto student debt, you get rid of it in like two years because this is a, an annual military budget. And in other words, they're getting this amount of money per year. So in like three years, spread out the, the payments of the debts, <clears throat> even accounting for new every year people graduate, they incur more debt. Even accounting for that in four or five years, you'll get rid of it hmm. if you cut the military spending in half. It's just it, it, it's just insane the amount of money that you can do just by cutting military spending in half. And you're not even losing your top spot as like the dominant military force in the world. That's what's insane about this. You can cut it in half and still be the strongest military there is. Oh my goodness. So 
Under the current law, private health insurance costs $1.28 trillion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so current law, uh, $1.28 trillion. Out of pocket, people pay almost $400 billion. Medicare costs $800 billion. Medicaid costs $623 billion. Other health spending is $576 billion, right? Mm-hmm. If you do Medicare for all, it would cost $2.76 trillion. So it would actually, you would save... Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? They would spend. It, it would reduce out of pocket costs to about 117 billion, versus out of pocket 397 billion. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like one third, right? But private health insurance companies, like I mean, like like oh, there was this one story where someone was like, "Oh man," they, they were at a hospital right. and they were like, "It, it was like they, they charged for skin to skin contact." They, they yeah. call it skin-to-skin contact after handing the mother their baby. And they charge for that because they know they can charge health insurance that. And there yeah. was another one where someone was like, they, they were in the hospital and they were like, oh, man, I have a really bad migraine. And the lady was like, oh, do, do you want a pill? And she, and she was like, sure. And she gave her like uh, a Tylenol. And they charged like 20 bucks for uh, stuff administered to patient, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? Oh, I, I saw one where it was uh, an ace bandage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like it was some ludicrous amount, like two hundred bucks or some shit for one ace bandage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's they can just charge because they can abuse the system because it's a bad system. Yeah. Here we go. Six hundred dollars for a ace bandage. Six hundred dollars, Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, yeah. Ace, dude, I literally get ace bandages at the fucking 99 cent store. Like, bro, like, if, dude, if I'm in a hospital bed and they try to charge me like 600 bucks for for an ace bandage, I'm like, hold on, let me hop over to the 99 cent store and buy you guys a brand new pair of ace bandages because fuck no. Bruh. Dude, fuck, I'll go to the fucking CBS, pay a premium, buy, you know, a $6 ace bandage. Like, bruh, no. This this shit this shit wild this shit too wild. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Stupid. Cutting the defense budget would translate into thousands of jobs being lost in each state. Man, fuck you. Find another job. That that's what everyone says. Yeah. If you if you can't find a job, just find yeah. another one. Just find another yeah, one. Just find another one. Just find another one. <laughs> if it's perfectly Republican ideals, just find another job. Pull yourself like, up your bootstraps, snowflake. It's because they know it's fucking bullshit. They know it's fucking bullshit. That's why they. That's why they're like, no, no, no. You can't cut military spending. You can't. You can't cut military spending. We can't tell you why, but you can't cut it. You can't do it. You can't do it. No. Mm-mm. Fucking bullshit. Oh, also, when it comes to the education budgets, you also have to watch out to which ones are going to charter schools because a large portion of of the budget might be going to charter schools, and those shits are fucking scammy as hell. Like, there's a couple of good ones. Like, there's one right here uh, that I do jobs for. Like, I do print jobs for. They're, they're called Teach Tech. They're, they're a good, uh, or they thus far have been a really good charter school. Mm. Like, uh, from what I can tell, from what I hear and see and talk to, you know, when I have to go over there and what my dad tells me you know because he's the one the main one that goes over there like they're a good charter school Mm -hmm. uh but there's many 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 more charter schools that like have classes at the park because they can't afford a school building anymore like they're just like in the public park and and they're getting like like fucking twelve thousand dollars or some shit or like twelve hundred dollars i don't know 
they're they're getting the normal rate of like uh, of uh, of school uh, per student that everyone else gets too, and they're not buying uh, twelve. Yeah, here in California, twelve twelve thousand dollars per student, and they can't afford a fucking building because the administrators are just pocketing it, pocketing it all because it takes nothing to open up that. It's like, oh, dude, and people are gonna say, see, this is the issue with with uh, public schooling. But guess what, you fucking cunt? Charter schools are private. They're private enterprises run like companies. And they shouldn't have gotten any funding in the first place. Yeah. Bastards. Fucking, ah, uh, dude, this pissed me off. They're, like, like, okay, so I, I, I love these episodes where we just rant all the time because they're so fun to make. Like, because we're just ranting shit. Mm-hmm. But I hate them when I have to edit them because there's no place for me to put a fucking joke. Like, I can't, like, how am I going to add a fart sound effect when I'm like, yes, there's a systemic racism uh, where... Charter schools are destroying African American communities by uh, systematically mm. depriving them of education, while the administrators reap the benefits of the spent income of the of the education button. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> honestly, but like, there's just oh, no well. way for me to put a joke. It's just uh, it's like oh yes, uh, Loki bisexual. Also, the destruction of African American communities. It's it's like every time. Well, <laughs> I think that's broke till Friday. I think we, we've gotten to the point where we're just ranting at the end, uh, and we're just like, yeah. "Eat the rich!" But yeah, <gasps> we like to end every podcast the same way: eat the rich, eat the, eat rich. the rich, eat the rich. We're broke till Friday. Goodbye, my friends. We'll see you next week. Now I'ma go and eat my meat. And we're broke till Friday. Bye, my friends. We'll see you next week. And now I'ma go and eat my meat. And we're broke till Friday.